0: Hello, family, and welcome. We're Bob and Penny Lord. In all of our years of travel throughout Europe, we have never gone to make programs in Sicily, which is where many Italian-Americans have roots and where there is a great deal of ethnic pride and tremendous devotion to these saints.
1: My family is from Sicily, on both my mother and father's side. Bob and I visited Sicily in 1980 and 1981 long before we began writing books or making radio and television programs. But we have never told the world about these beautiful people and their great heritage of saints. I am so excited. Just thinking about sharing these new programs to you, sharing my roots with you, brings tears to my eyes. For you see, this is personal, as most programs we have made on the Eucharist, Mother Mary and the saints are personal. So come with us as we share with you a powerful saint, a martyr of the early church, Saint Agatha.
0: Catania is the second largest city in Sicily on the East Coast. The faithful of Catania have a strong, deep faith, an ongoing belief in the power of prayer, surpassed only by an even stronger devotion to their patron saint, Agatha. She has been with them through thick and thin, touchable and available. All they had to do was pray and have faith their petitions were being brought to our Lord. Being near Mount Etna, she is the patron saint of earthquakes and volcanic eruptions. No earthquake too big, no volcanic eruption too threatening. She was always there
1: for them. St. Agatha is the most famous saint of this area, proclaimed the patron saint of Catania. The story of her life and martyrdom has been passed down through the centuries, through one occupation after the other, just as the faith has survived from one generation to the next. Her story on the lips of the natives of this city. Her short life ended cruelly in 251 A.D. She is one of the most well-documented martyrs in the history of the Church, despite the persecution by Diocletian, the Arab invasion, and the suppression of the Christian faith in Sicily. She and another Sicilian saint and martyr, Saint Lucy, are on the martyrology calendar. And if you consider the medieval period, with all the influences of secularism, it's a miracle that the people were able to maintain their faith and devotion to the little heroic virgin and martyr.
0: It is reported Agatha was born in 231 to a very well-to-do family from the upper class of Catania. As the Greeks inhabited Sicily at that time her parents named her Agatha, which in Greek means good. She was not only from birth a good girl, she was a beautiful girl. Her parents had a premonition of Agatha's sanctity from her earliest years. Her radiant piety was enriched by her parents Rao and Apollo and their profound Christian faith, who early on made sure that this special child was baptized, received First Holy Communion, and was confirmed, as well as giving their consent to her being consecrated as a virgin of God at an early age. She lived in her home as if she were in a convent, denying herself all the worldly pleasures which the outside world promised.
1: Agatha's story is very simple. She loved our Lord Jesus with all her heart and all her life and was willing to give up her life for that love. Her love for Jesus began at a very early age. She could very well have been accused of loving Jesus more than anyone or anything on earth to which she would be found guilty. This would ultimately cause the little teenager a major problem with one of the officials of the city whose ardor suppressed any sense of decency he might have possessed. He insisted she should love him above anyone and be demonstrative in her love for him in such a way that she would prove to him that he was more important than this Christian God whom she embraced.
0: Her attacker, Quintianus, was of the lower class. He's described as being baseborn, but he was in charge, the governor of Sicily. He had a great hatred of Christians and all of Christianity. Quintianus was taken back by Agatha's breathless beauty. He fell madly in love with her. He wanted to marry her, but she refused. She was committed to her God, firm in her holiness and desire for chastity. This intrigued Quintianus all the more. He was determined to break her and her love of God. He was obsessed by his passion for her. And the fact that she was of the nobility made the challenge all the sweeter. He would bring her down to his level. But they were so completely opposite. As she, as he was greedy, she was charitable. As he was lecherous, she was chaste. As he worshipped idols, she adored our Lord Jesus. As he was very evil, she was the epitome of good. He had to have her. He would possess her at all costs. She, on the other hand, rejected him with all she was worth.
1: Fearing the danger of this maniac... The family attempted to escape from his grasp. They fled to a village outside Catania. The escape proved fruitless. In a short period of time, they were found. Quintianus' council declared that they had to obey a law of Decius, the emperor, that they worshiped pagan gods. Agatha refused. She was taken from her family by force and brought to jail. Although he was beneath her and her family's class, Quintianus was nevertheless in a position of great importance and power. With his evil attempt to debase her, he came to Agatha in the prison. He told her if she would save her life and enjoy a life of wealth and position, she had to worship the pagan gods. She answered, I would rather be a slave to Christ than a princess by doing what you propose.
0: As the soldiers were leading Agatha out of the presence of Quintianus back to her cell, she stooped to tie her shoes. Tradition tells us that at that very moment, miraculously, an olive shoot sprung up and became a small plant. After a few days, it became a little tree which bore olives. That miracle has been kept alive, kept up, down through the ages and centuries by the making of what is called St. Agatha's Olives, little cakes in the shape of olives made of marzipan, pistachio, and sugar. They are served all during her feast.
1: Quintianus decided to break her spirit by putting her in with a family of prostitutes. The mother of the prostitutes, Aphrodisia, threw St. Agatha in with her nine lustful daughters, as lewd and libertine as the mother, or more so if that was possible. Quintianus gave them 30 days to break the child and convert her to his wicked ways. His plan was to ravish her, take over her property and fortune, and coerce her to worship his pagan gods. They put her through every mental torture possible, each time sure that they would break the girl and she would willingly go into the arms of Quintianos. They described all kinds of sexual pleasures she would experience. When that didn't work, they threatened her with great pain and torture, never actually touching her. But the Lord was not about to let her fall into their hands. It is reported, she said to them, My determination is built on rock and founded in Christ. Your promises are raindrops. Your threats are rivers. And however hard they beat upon the foundation of my house, it cannot fall.
0: Once having said this, she knew she had sealed her own doom. She wanted to suffer the pains of martyrdom, although she didn't really understand what she was asking for. At the end of the period, the 30 days, she was brought back to Quintianus. Aphrodisia told him she was firm in a conviction. It would be easier to split rocks or reduce iron to the softness of lead than to move or recall that girl's mind from its Christian intention. He was furious that they had not broken this beautiful girl's spirit. He lusted after her. He summoned her before him at court.
1: He tried to reason with her. She was like stone. He tried to insult her. He tried to challenge her social standing. If you claim to be so high-born, why do you call yourself a slave of Christ? She answered, Because to be a slave of Christ is the greatest nobility. He tried to threaten her with extreme torture. She responded, If you promise me wild beasts, the sound of Christ's name will soften them. If you try fire, angels will serve me with a healing dew from heaven. If you resort to wounds and torments, I have the Holy Spirit through whom I make naught of all.
0: He could see he was getting nowhere, and the people in the court were actually laughing at him under their breath. In an effort to save face, he had her thrown in jail to prepare for torture. For her part, Agatha was joyful that she had been found worthy to suffer for the Lord. Quintianus came to the jail and made a last appeal to her. Give up your allegiance to Christ and adore the gods. She refused. He had her placed on a rack and stretched so that she thought her arms and legs would come out of their sockets. She proclaimed, these pains are a joy to me. He ordered the jailers to twist her breasts for a long time and then cut them off. Then he had her placed back in her cell and would not allow anyone to enter or to care for her. She was denied food and water.
1: As Agatha lay in her cell in pain and agony, an old man with a young boy came to her. He told her he was sent by the Lord to heal her. He ministered to her. She thanked him for helping her. He told her he was the Apostle Peter whom the Lord had sent to aid her in her time of torment. She was completely healed. All the wounds disappeared. Her breast was restored. As Peter left, a great flash of light came into the cell. Jailers, frightened by that which they didn't understand or want to understand, fled the cell. All the prisoners left. They told Agatha to flee the jail as well. She answered them, Far be it for me to run away and lose the crown of patience.
0: After a period of time, she was brought before Quintianus again. He was so angry when he saw her in perfect health He couldn't contain himself. He asked her who healed her. She told him our Lord Jesus had healed her. Quintianus exploded with anger. He told her never to say the name of Jesus again. She asked him what great torture would he inflict on her if she did. He ordered that she be placed naked on burning coals and shattered fragments of pottery.
1: While she was being tortured a great earthquake destroyed the palace, killing two of Quintianus' counselors, Silvano and Falconio. The people of the city went running through the streets, blaming what was happening to them on the horrendous way the child Agatha was being tortured by Quintianus. Her burned and bruised body was brought back to her cell. She prayed to the Lord, Lord Jesus Christ, You created me, you have watched over me from infancy, kept my body from defilement, preserved me from love of the world, made me withstand torture and granted me the virtue of patience in the midst of torments. Now, receive my spirit and command me to come to your mercy. With that, she gave up her life to her Lord and Master.
0: Quintianus, fearing for his life, galloped at great at breakneck speed to try to get out of town. He went towards the Rima Cimento. He was looking for a place of refuge from the earthquake. However, his horse galloped towards the river and fell in, dragging Quintianus down through the turbulent and slimy water of the river. He drowned in the river. His body was never found. To this day, the people of Catania speak of the devastating earthquake which the Lord brought about to punish Quintianus.
1: That is the end of the life of St. Agatha, but by no means the end of the story. Her fame spread all over Sicily. Miracles attributed to her intercession began immediately. One of the most popular and well-documented miracles took place a year to the day after she died. Mount Etna, which has spewed volcanic lava and ash since before the time of St. Agatha, exploded with a fury on the feast day of her death. Lava violently erupted from the mouth of the volcano and cascaded down the mountainside, destroying everything in its path. It was heading wildly towards Catania. The people of the town went to the tomb of St. Agatha and took the veil of St. Agatha, the white veil, which again was a sign of of her virginity and purity, and touched the lava. Now this white veil, upon touching the lava, turned red. This is the first recorded miracle of St. Agatha.
0: It stopped the lava from touching the city. Immediately, the flow of lava changed course, encircling the outer extremity of the town without ever touching any of the people or buildings. From there, it rushed towards the ocean into which it spilled its threatening lava on the 5th of February, which has become her feast day. Prayers of thanksgiving were offered to the little saint who had protected the town and its inhabitants from yet another evil force. This miracle is what caused the people of Catania to call her the patron saint of Catania, because it was through her intercession that the city of Catania was saved from the volcanic lava. From that time on, her miraculous veil, 12 feet long, was exposed every time lava threatened Catania or any of the nearby cities.
1: In addition to being the patron saint of Catania, she is also the patron of earthquakes and volcanoes. California and many cities around the world pray to St. Agatha for her intercession against earthquakes and volcanoes. The people of Catania have always celebrated the feast of St. Agatha, which falls on February the 5th. But over the centuries, the celebration has become bigger and bigger. Until today, it is a three-day celebration, beginning February the 3rd and continuing on until February the 5th, where it culminates with a solemn mass celebrated by the Archbishop of Catania. The town goes all out for this feast. There can be as many as a million people in attendance during this time. This period of jubilation reminds us of the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe in that it is attended by millions of people who are so well behaved.
0: It's called, on the, day three is called the Offering of the Wax. In the Cathedral of Catania, the relics of our Saint Agatha are kept all year round at her special altar. It is only at this time that they are taken out and processed through the town. It is truly a magnificent show of love and devotion of the people of Catania for their patron saint. All the churches in Catania that have anything to do with Saint Agatha are open for pilgrims to come and venerate the events of her life, most important of which is the prison where she suffered and finally died.
1: The town goes all out for this feast. There can be as many as a million people in attendance during this time. The first day, February the 3rd, is called the Offering of the Wax. It begins at around noon at the Church of St. Agnes, St. Agatha alla Fornaci, and continues down to the cathedral. Large candles called candelore, are processed. Lit candles are a large part of the celebration of the feast. On this day, all members of the town, civil, religious and military, venerate their saint. There are various races throughout the cities of the, the streets of the city. The day is capped off by a superb display of fireworks in the plaza of the cathedral. and this goes on. Until the wee hours.
0: On the next day, February the 4th, everybody huddles around the cathedral from early in the morning. Some actually have stayed overnight after the fireworks to be the first to see the carriage containing the silver casket and the image of St. Agatha emerge from the shrine in the cathedral to visit the various neighborhoods of the town. Through the arches supporting the railroad tracks, and passing various areas of the town, including where she was supposed to have been born, Santa Agata alla Forinacci, where she suffered, and Santa Agata in Carcere, where she find the prison where she finally left this world. People line the streets waiting for their saint to pass by, to get a glimpse of the casket and image.
1: The entire town stays awake that night celebrating. Early the next morning, before dawn, fireworks begin again as the image makes its way back to the cathedral for a solemn high mass. This time, her devotees, all dressed in white albs and black hats, go before the image and casket and drag it with the eleven candlelit structures. Finally, after much celebration... The image and relics of the saint are brought back to the cathedral, to her little chapel, to be put to rest for another year. Saint Agatha is a powerful saint. The people of Catania have prayed for her intercession for the last 1,500 years. She has always answered them, It is your turn. It is a time for miracles. Ask St. Agatha for help. We love you. We love you.
0: God God bless you. Please load our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Here's how to download our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Simply with your iPhone or Android device, go to the app store, search for Bob and Penny Lord app, and download it. It's that simple. Here's what you can do with our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Number one, there's a link to our marketplaces, our websites, uh, our uh, blog, and this podcast. The second link is to our Bob and Penny Lord TV channel where you can access all of our videos as
1: seen on EWTN plus a whole lot more. Thank you very much.